And that means that God, biblically, he cares about the redistribution of wealth. That is not very popular. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Hopper Podcast. We are back. Um, Willie, uh, yesterday you heard me preach a sermon on the fact that God allotted land in Israel. Yes. And even though it wasn't it wasn't perfectly fair and that yeah, there were different yeah. geographical features and different sizes or tracts of land, but different sized tribes as well. Um, the uh, I was making the point that God did this so that everyone had opportunity. Yes. That the land was the the point of of uh, vitality for these folks, their right. sustenance, right? They can have livestock, they can grow crops. The land was their their best resource for life. And yeah, I was, in an agricultural yeah. society, the land really is, that's the main source of income. Right. And then I also uh, talked about the a couple laws of the Ten Commandments yeah. about not stealing, which is the command to work. Right. And the uh, do not covet. Yes. So you're not to compare. Yes. So you, Part of what I was saying is that you have to uh, receive your lot in life, so yeah, to speak, right? Yeah, Put yeah. that in quotes. Like they got, they got physical lots of land, right? Right. Um, and you have to you you if God's given it to you, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're working hard, you are to be able to provide. That's why you're not stealing because you're yeah, working and you're, yeah. you're you know. Um, and you're not comparing yourself to others. Right. Uh, you're subduing your your bid, and so every bit every. Every tribe in Israel had the opportunity to succeed That's right. or to fail. And success meant that, you know, they they made good deals, they worked harder, they uh, they have they, they were savy. Yeah. Um, they, well, they were just also, fortunate, they were just blessed. Yeah. yeah. And then you also got, you know, success is dependent upon rain and yeah. they got you know, other kinds of things like that. Yeah. yeah. And then of course they could also falter and yes, lose money yes. and lose land. They could yes. end up selling their land because uh, someone got sick or someone died. Um, or they just didn't work very hard. So a variety yeah. of reasons. Some or they worked stupidly. Control. Yep, they did something dumb. Yeah. Um, or there's just a drought or what have you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, people could could grow and prosper, and they uh-huh. had incentive to do that. They could also falter economically. But yeah. then, you know, the year of Jubilee right. I went into, uh, Leviticus 25, you right. know, that, that God said every 50 years— yeah. The land would go back to the, its original allotment. Right, right. And that is called redistribution of wealth. Yes, absolutely. No yeah. question. And so, uh, you know, in the, the point of the sermon, uh, I kept saying over and over again, was not to argue for a political party or any political policy. Yeah. Uh, because I don't even know how we ought to do that. However, uh-huh. uh, on this podcast, we can talk about some of those ideas. We can get to that. Yeah, because you're fun. not in a pulpit. I'm not in a pulpit. In a pulpit, I feel like it's inappropriate for me to preach any kind of politics. That's right. But biblical principle, yeah. yes, I'm. it's my responsibility to expose biblical principle. And you two, as when you're in the pulpit, you have to do the same thing. Absolutely. We have to show. We're together. Yeah. And so um, the Bible clearly shows that when God ran the government, yeah. the theocracy of Israel, yeah. he had institutionalized 
uh, equal opportunity for all the tribes. They all got a, a, a fair allotment yep. to succeed or to fail upon. Yep. And every 50 years, so once in your lifetime, yep. you got a do-over. Yeah, yeah. You, you get an allotment of land again, even if you have squandered. That's right. Uh, or if some, you know, if somebody has died in your family and and they were the main provider, or if you've been stupid, or if you, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's a so reset. Whatever reason that you faltered and lost, you get a do-over. You get the land back. On right? the other hand, if you have done really, really well and you've acquired other people's land and you've and you you're expanding and expanding, expanding, sometime in your lifetime. That's all taken, not all yeah. of it, It's a bunch of it is taken away, and you go back to where your yeah. family originally started. The land goes back. And right, so I, right, right, right. And so, you know, the uh, if you had property inside a fortified city, it did not go back. Uh-huh, that's right. Um, and anything that you actually owned, your clothes, your tools, your gold, your actual livestock, they sure. were passed on to your kids. Right, that's not taken and away so there was or given incentive. to you. And so yeah. wealth continued to, uh, to grow yep. generationally to a degree. Yeah. But there was also this do-over where it was redistributed no back question. to its original allotment so that every generation had opportunity That's right. to do the same thing, to, That's right. to succeed or to falter That's right. um, based upon their own life, not their parents' successes yes. or their parents' failures. Yes, yes, yes. And also made the point, you would also, if you were successful, because people, people have a hard time with that. Hey, if, I've, if I was successful and I got all this extra land from my neighbors, yeah. I should be able to pass that on to my kids. Right. Well, not according to God. Yeah. Um, what you can pass on to your kids is a, is a good work ethic. Uh-huh. All your business savvy, all uh-huh. your knowledge of farming or whatever uh-huh. you, you did uh-huh. to make uh-huh. that that money, and again, all those possessions that we mentioned—the yeah. city property and and your actual yeah. possessions—but yeah. the land, the source of vitality, the sustenance right. of life, had to go back to its original fair allotment. Yeah, and that means that God, biblically, He cares about the redistribution of wealth. That That's is right. not very popular well, you can't, in our country. God does not want people people who are becoming wealthy to use that to oppress others. Yes, because the more you have, power begets power, money begets money. That's right. You can just keep leveraging. And that's what we see in our country. We have such a disparity that has been growing over the last number yeah. of years, particularly. Yeah. Where the people at the very top have so much wealth. Right. And everyone else is kind of being pushed out of the middle class into a more of a grinding working class. Yeah. yeah. And so you're either upwardly mobile or you're faltering. Right. There's, there's not a lot of just middle ground anymore. Uh-huh. And that disparity... I said is immoral. I agree. Yeah. It's immoral. Well, and that's yeah. and that's very clear from scripture. We yeah. say that from scripture. It's yes. a broken system. If people are if that disparity continues and is multiplying is growing yeah. like it is today. Yeah. That shows that there's something broken in our society and I think that goes right back to our episode on crony capitalism yeah and the corruption that's at the very top of our government yeah and Money at the and highest politics. levels yeah. of our corporate uh, entities, they have power to to reach into our legislation, yeah, uh-huh. and rewrite the rules to benefit them. Uh huh. That's corruption. That's evil. That's mm-hmm. immoral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, in the sermon, I mentioned Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah, because <laughs> I just had to tell this story about Jeff, who um, who was building this five hundred million dollar yacht, yeah, this giant boat in yeah. a in a in a Holland shipyard, yeah, and he got the folks of Amsterdam to um, to dismantle a bridge right 
And I don't know how much he paid him, but it was a lot of money. It was a crazy amount of money. He, so he, he, they had him dismantle the bridge so he could get his boat out of the shipyard through the waterway into the open sea. That's nuts. Uh, yes. <laughs> and my point there was that, hey, this guy, he's, he came up with a great business model. Yeah. It flourished. He's done yeah. very well for himself. Good for him. Yeah. But I don't think, biblically, that that, that money should continue to perpetuate wealth. Correct. Yes. There's no compound question. And cause greater disparity. It shouldn't just be immediately passed down. Yeah. Right. So I didn't say anything about any policies in the sermon. Is that right? Right. Yes. Yeah, oh, so. no. No, you did not. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. And one of the things I think that is interesting about the Bible's view of economics is these principles is that it does, the Bible doesn't really fit well with America's conservative uh, party, nor the liberal party, the right. progressive party, because as you were saying, uh, you know, the, the redistribution of wealth is really anathema to conservatives. Right. But the idea that uh, people ought to work hard and ought to uh, uh, keep what they own mm-hmm. and be able to have good family values to pass down your that is not something that is uh, uh, friendly to progressives hmm. typically. And so, but you're right, this is something that uh, the Bible is just much more nuanced than the political conversation that we're having now. But what happens is Christians who are in uh, the conservative party of our nation and those who are in the progressive party of our nation, they only look at the parts of the Bible that fit their narrative and say, see, the Bible supports me and my view. And it's because they cherish those views, and so they they force the Bible into that mold, right. Right, into that narrative, right? And that's what we we harp about all the time. Yes, we got to start with the Bible. Yes, and and not from our context. Yeah, we got to get outside of our context and and think about what this would be in a different place of the world, in a different time of history. If yeah. there was no Republican Party, if there were no Democrats, right? What is the Bible telling us? Right. And very clearly, again, when God was running His own government, yeah. He had redistribution. Right. He had a year of jubilee every 50 years. Once in a lifetime, there was a reset. You mess up, you get the chance to do it again. You did really great. At some point, you should be getting disenfranchised with how great you're doing. If you're gobbling up all your neighbor's land, at some point, you should realize, why am I doing this again? Because in another five, six years, i got to give it all back. Right. It's going back to the original life. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. And I made that point that our government is supposed to protect us from greed. And we talked about that in the yes. other episode about corruption. Yeah. Our government protects us from evil. Yeah. People attacking our shores. Yeah. It protects us from, from evil. Someone's murdering or stealing. And yeah. All of our, our civil laws. This is uh, protecting us against greed. Right. And I, greed is running amok and it's destroying our nation. That's right. Because we're not thinking about it. It's not entering into our conversations about what the government ought to be doing. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you say the word redistribution to many, oh, you're just a liberal. Right. Well, we're, we're not liberals. Neither no. one of us. So. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But the Bible is teaching this. Now. How do we do that? That's a whole separate issue. It is. And we can get into that. We can banter about some ideas. But... I got some ideas, but I want to say before we get yeah. into some ideas, I think that part of the issue here for, especially for conservative Christians, and that's mm-hmm. a lot where you and I are coming from, from, you know, we're part of that group, mm-hmm. although, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we, we have some progressive ideas for sure, for yeah. sure, but but that's kind of our... History. I, that's our history, maybe. That's a, yeah. that's a good way to say it. Well, that's our history. 
um, is, is that we look at the Bible. I guess this is true for everybody who loves the Bible. Our tendency is to find things in the Bible that justify the position I already have mm-hmm. in order to justify myself. When what we ought to be doing, if we really do believe the Bible is authoritative and it is um, instructional for us, we ought to be finding the exact opposite. Where, what do I see in the Bible that uh, it should reform who I am and reform yeah. what I believe? So I'm looking for things that I don't like. I'm looking for things that I disagree with yeah. so that I can be reformed. You know, one of my favorite questions when I ask, uh, when I'm on a panel to examine elders for their eldership, pastors for, for becoming pastors, one of my favorite questions is, what parts of the Bible do you not like? Mm-hmm. What parts of the Bible do you wish were not there? Yeah. Um, and if a person doesn't have those places... That like, okay, this really rubs me the wrong way. I wish yeah. if I were writing the Bible, I would take this out. If a person can't identify that, that tells me that they are not really reading. The Bible ought to be offensive to everybody. And in, it's, it's in those, somewhere, yeah, it's someplace. It's in those places of offense where we can grow. Mm-hmm. And so it's people who, so yeah. if conservatives are reading this and saying, I see the redistribution of wealth and I don't like it. Yeah. Okay, if that's you, if that's us, that is an opportunity for us to grow to become more and more holy and more yeah. and more godly. That just means you need to think about that more deeply yes. and ponder it and, and, like I said, step outside of that context that you're coming from yeah. and try to see if there's another perspective that might make sense, right? And and the reason is not just, you know, a redistribution for God was, wasn't just, again, that you could have a, a reset, that uh-huh. you know, you get a second chance. You messed yeah. up, and now you get it back. Um, but it really prevents that continue, continued disparity, That's that right. leveraging of wealth against people. Yes, um, taking your neighbor's land. Yes, uh, is is uh, detrimental to their future. Right. So, um, and, and and so, a government, if they're going to discourage greed, uh-huh. at some point. At some point, you should begin to also be disenfranchised with the amount of wealth that you can acquire. Uh huh. And you need yes. to ask yourself, why do I need more of this? There, there is this sh- for my pride? Yeah. Is this for my namesake? Why, why do I need all this money, this obscene amount of money? Well, Jeff Bezos needs an enormous amount of money to get his boat out into That's the right. sea. He built so big a boat, it couldn't go under the bridge, so they got to tear down the bridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he should have built it somewhere else. Maybe he should build his own shipyard out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's like the next thing. Shipyard, and he could just crank out five hundred million dollar yachts on his own. A, a five hundred million dollar yacht factory. Yes, that's right. Oh boy, but there's so few people who have that kind of wealth, right? and there's no need for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. At some point, uh, you know, the end of the it was getting close to that fifty year mark, and everything's supposed to go back. Like, okay, my incentive to to work an incredibly hard amount in order to get this next piece of land mm-hmm. goes down, down, down yeah. as my empire grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, over time, it, the the uh, incentive goes down, and that's how it should be. Yeah, and 
the quality of life yeah. does not consist in our things. I made that Correct. point to you, right? Correct. That, that God, when he says do not steal, he validates that we ought to have possessions. Yes. That we ought to have property, that we should take care of that property, and we should respect other people's property, but yes. we shouldn't We shouldn't uh, drool over it, right? Yes. Don't covet was the other one. Yes. Um, so God says have property, take care of things, be responsible, cultivate, subdue. And and prosper, yeah. make lots of money, provide for your family, yeah. provide an education for your kids, pass yeah. them an inheritance, yeah. help the people around you who are in need. That's totally. all good. Yes. Make money, make business, prosper. Right. But, but you should not be about things over relationships. Right. Your life does not consist in things. Yes. And so at some point, you have to say, maybe I don't need to acquire this other business or this other tract of land or this other boat or this whatever, maybe I should work on the quality of my relationships. Uh-huh. Walk, uh, my walk with God, how I'm doing with a spouse or family or friends, community building, yeah. things that really, really deeply matter, yeah. that people who get uh, infected by the money bug, uh-huh. the love of money, uh-huh. they tend to lose grasp of these things right you know i i know a friend who's who's got a buddy who's got a yacht he lives on a yacht very wealthy man yeah and no one is there with him right he's all alone he has to pay people yep to sail with him yep so his his staff become his friends and doesn't quite work that way no it doesn't yeah yeah i've known folks like that as well um and have had relationships with them i say it that way because i think that they thought that i was their friend and i wanted to be their friend but money is a big deal. Yeah. It really is. And there's a sense in which at some point I have been paid to be someone's friend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it wasn't employment, but it was like, here, you want to go on this trip to the Bahamas with me? Here, you want to go, uh, you know, to this thing? Right. L- like, and I'll just, well, so I can't pay for it. No, that's okay. I'll pay for it. Okay, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, I need to figure out how I feel about this. Cause, yeah, yeah, I I really want to go to the Bahamas, and I I could hang out with you, but we're not like naturally good friends, right? And you don't have a lot of good friends, right? And there might be reasons for that. Yes, and man, yes. there's so much work to be done interpersonally, and right. people they don't want to do that, right? They don't want to look deep inside. They don't want to do any spiritual work. Uh-huh. It's if they're they're good at making money, boy, they just want to make that money. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And so at some point. That greed needs to be needs to be put in check. Yes, and a government needs to protect other people from your greed. That's right. Yeah, and so we need to start thinking about that on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and what that might look like. Yeah. yeah. Now I tell you, in our country, I do not like the way the conservatives are doing it, and I don't like the way that the liberals are doing it. Uh huh. Explain. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So uh, this gets into start. This is starting to get into some actual policies here. Conservatives, I think, are so so want to protect the free market at all costs that greed is just completely rampant. Yeah. By the way, we've already debunked this idea of a free market. Well, that's yeah. true. That's um, true. Government control and corruption are, yeah. is kind of governing the markets. Okay. They're so not wide open. That's yeah. right. Right. But the concept of we should not restrict right right this is this is um the typical trickle down economics yeah, right, right. from Ronald Reagan where let the rich people let's prosper. let the rich people get yep. as rich as they possibly can with absolutely no restraints and their wealth will trickle down yeah. as they make jobs they'll, cre- they'll create jobs yeah yeah for 750 an hour right i yep. don't see that working and i don't see anyone who's credibly 
uh, suggesting that it is working. Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, I'm not a real big fan of the way that most of our liberal friends are advocating for this either, because they want government to pick winners and losers. Yeah. So if you jump through these hoops, then you get a government handout. Right. If you do this, then the government will uh, fund your education. Right. If you do this, then the government will pay for your child care or your health care or your yeah. whatever. Fill out these forms and you can... Right. And uh, the government is deciding who is worthy and who isn't worthy. What activities yeah. are worth paying yeah. for? It, what activities yeah. are not worth paying for? I don't like it. And that that also brings up a point, like the death tax, right? Now, that's what yeah. conservatives have labeled the inheritance tax, right? right? They, they, uh-huh. they want to get rid of it. Uh-huh. So they call it the death tax. Right. You're getting taxed for dying, sucker. Right. You get taxed for everything. <laughs> so as soon as you die, you get taxed. Right. Um, but the, the conservatives uh, don't understand that this is, or they do understand they're just trying to protect their money, Okay, uh, that, it, that it is a form of redistribution. Sure. Um, say, you can't, you got a Jeff Bezos hundred and some billion dollar fortune. Right. Yeah. Um, you can't just pass all that down to your kid and let right. him be the, the next Lord of the Amazon. Right. Yeah. Lord uh, of the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you need to uh, pay a tax. And, and in some cases, this was a, a healthy tax. Yeah. Right? And so... Um, I like that as far as a year of Jubilee. I think that works because it's like it's in your lifetime. It's after you've had all your successes. You've been able yeah, to spend your yeah, money, yeah. but you don't get to pass all that down. Right, right. You can pass a lot of it down. You can yeah. pass down your knowledge. You can pass down you know, right. heirlooms and, and sentiment and you know hopefully the memory of a great dad, a yeah, great, sure, great mother. Sure. That's what I would most want to pass down. Of course. Um, but uh, the problem is that if the government takes that money, what does the government do with it? Yeah. They, they stink at handling money. Oh, absolutely. Their, their programs stink. I don't want the government so, <laughs> deciding what to do with anybody's so money. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't want all this money going flooding into the, our corrupt government. I completely agree. And so we need some better ways of thinking about redistribution that help the people. Yeah. That help those who are working and grinding. Yeah. And being taken advantage by the ultra-wealthy. Warren Buffett, who's also one of the wealthiest people in the yeah. world, um, has said that that wealthy people like this, he's thought a lot about this, mm-hmm. and I appreciate what he says about it. He says that wealthy people ought to uh, leave enough money to their children that they can do anything they want to, but not so much that they can't do anything. Right. Or that they won't do anything. Right. Right? So, right. so provide enough money for them that there's opportunities galore, like whatever you want to pursue, you can pursue. Yeah. But not so much money but that they can just have to sit work. on their ass. Yeah, you still got to work. You still got to work. Yeah. Don't and, steal. And, work. One of, and I know that one of his sons is a noted composer. He composes, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, orchestral music. Oh, nice. Which that's the kind it's the kind of thing that takes an enormous amount of very expensive education which he's had and lots of practice that you're not paid for a lot of true. stuff it's mm-hmm. so it's very very expensive that way and he is a brilliant composer and yeah. so that's wonderful i think it's a great great thing to do mm-hmm. um no he has been advocating very very strongly for the uber wealthy people yeah. to do this and he's gotten one other person, um, and that's Bill Gates, to kind of get on board with him, mm-hmm. but nobody else. Yeah, it's kind of like back in the day, Andrew Carnegie, right, was, was yeah. became an uh, altruistic person and uh-huh. really wanted to try to, to do something better. And, and the means that those tycoons got that money, of course, was corrupt, was terrible. Completely corrupt, yeah. I was just grinding people up, and yep. they, they got super wealthy. Yep. Um, at least they someone grew a conscience. That's great. Um, I like this idea of 
of um, you being able to give money to charitable or nonprofits if uh-huh. they have if they're a quality nonprofit. Now that that could be a whole other conversation. Yeah. What who makes, gets to decide yeah. that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. But you know, there are, there are nonprofits that are set up that are there just are good a, ones, there are bad front. ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah. others are really doing great work. Yeah, um, and I like the idea that you can decide what you care about. If you care about the arts, you want yeah, to help people compose totally. music and you can give a big chunk of money, you know, like maybe have some freedoms involved in this redistribution. Oh yeah, totally. That, that don't just, you know, you don't just give it to your, your buddies. You right, know, it, right, right, right. But it's, it's some way that, that the government yeah. isn't controlling all this yes. and their corruption, yes. their bad programs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the inheritance tax before we get too far ahead here? What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I think that that is one good way, mm-hmm. um, to redistribute wealth, except well, it just is yeah. going to our taxes and it, I mean, it's just right. going to government. But if we could, if we could, if, if upon death, yeah. you know, half your, half of your, um, estate was, uh, brought into some form of redistribution, not into the government taxes, Right. Yeah, um, it depends on half of what, right? So uh-huh. I, I don't know the, the specific. I would have, I would want to look at the specifics of it, right? So someone has twenty thousand dollars when they die, and so you you know to leave to their that's not much money, right? Okay, so half of that is gone then. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. So maybe a sliding scale. Maybe I don't know. A sliding yeah, scale. We can certainly figure that out. I think. Um, but like, if you had, let's just say that when you die, um, there's a you left a million dollars behind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, would it just totally? Uh, chap your A. <laughs> would, it, would it totally drive you nuts to think that 500000 went to good causes that helped people who have been working and grinding their whole lives okay. instead of a whole million dollars going to your kids? So if you're t- asking about that, uh-huh. I think that is fantastic. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah, I don't think that would bother me at all. No, not a bit. I think that's wonderful, and I think enforcing that would be the way you're saying it. I love it. Yeah. Then I immediately think I can't imagine a way of actually doing that. Right. That would that I would be comfortable but with. This this is why we need more public discourse yeah, with people yeah, who yeah, aren't yeah, toting yeah, yeah. a party line. Right. Because all we have are these two broken systems, two yeah. broken narratives. Yeah. Your, your busted party line is is not helping. Right. And their arguments back and forth, and they're shouting at each other. If if they could just like talk about solving problems yes. together. Yes. And and come to some point like hey. I actually care about redistribution. That would be a big step for a conservative, right? It would. Um, and for a liberal to say, you know what? Maybe the government doesn't always make the best decisions. Uh, maybe okay. we don't want big government, but we do want redistribution. Both, both yeah. The conservative should easily say, I really think redistribution of wealth is called for. And the liberal should easily say, there is a lot of corruption and mismanagement of funds mm-hmm. in the government. I mean, those... Yeah, I don't know how anybody could disagree yeah. with those things. And and like I've said before, if the conservative party yeah. would, would hang on to its family values, its work ethic, you know, personal responsibility, sure. piety, sure, um, and add to it things like care for the poor and yeah. redistribution yeah. of wealth, yeah, I mean, it would be unstoppable. Yeah. Likewise, if liberals would take this this care about justice and um, equity and all yeah. that, and they would add to it those parts of the of conserving family values and they would stop all the like really crazy gender dysphoria yep. and yep. they would be unstoppable but yep. you know what we'd have but two parties look very much the same yeah totally and it would be great yeah that's right that's <laughs> yeah. right um yeah i think that that's that's exactly right it's um frustrating yeah or or maybe as i said before maybe we just need a third party right in the middle that, that does 
that does all that, and then the two the two extremes can just hang out there on the far edges. Yeah, and the and the rest of the country can just vote and rest in this this party that is actually trying to do you know all of biblical principle. You know, uh, the two parties actually uh, they need each other. Mm. They absolutely need each other because the way they're so con- wackadoo they like. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the way that they can they raise money, they co- they complement <laughs> yeah. each other completely. Mm-hmm. The conservatives need the liberals to be crazy out there, wacko liberal, and the liberals need the conservatives to be crazy out there, wacko conservatives, uh, because then they can raise money on fear mongering on That's both right. sides. That's right. And so they need each other to do this, and and so neither of them are motivated uh, to uh, help each other or to find common ground. Mm-hmm. And you know another piece of this is the um, the media and their portrayals, yeah, um, and and toting those narratives because it does help their ratings and it does continue yep. the system yep. that yep. you're yep. talking about. That's right. Uh, really frustrating. Instead of trying to find places where we we really are very much the same and we we share a common humanity and uh-huh. you know uh, the, the two these two systems um, are like um, classic duopolies. In the marketplace, so McDonald's and Burger King. Um, although that one's, you got several other options as well. But um, uh, Coke and Pepsi, and you've got Apple and Microsoft, yep. and you've got like all these. There's there's a whole bunch of really classic duopolies that they need each other to mm-hmm. fight against each other and to say, I, we know yeah. we're doing the same thing, but we're better than them. Right, right. And so that's really common. They need each other. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So do you know of any other forms of redistribution that we currently have? Okay, so I'm really glad you asked, because there actually is a system that I am getting really, really excited about. Yeah. That we can actually implement, and that is universal basic income. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? That That's a big topic. It is. Let's, let's punt that till next episode. Okay. And tell me, uh, is there anything else other than like a death tax or anything that, that, that's going on right now that you know of that is a form of redistribution? Oh, all of our welfare stuff is mm-hmm. redistribution. You know, um, the food stamp system, SNAP, uh-huh. and I mean, WIC, and all these. There's lots and yep. lots of redistribution. Um, public health care. Public, public health care, public, public housing. housing. Public schooling. Sure. Um, so these are all socialized programs. Uh, I, I don't say that like communist. I mean, they're, they're no, social programs, absolutely. public programs. Policing is the same thing. Policing. Our roads. Um, yeah, yeah that, totally. That, that's their social programs, yeah. And in a way, they're they're trying to help everybody. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's taking money from, uh, since we our taxes are a sliding scale, even our sales tax, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you buy more, then you're uh, putting more into the sales tax. If you have more income, you're putting more into income tax. So the wealth is coming more from wealthy people than from poor people That's right. and yep. being used so that everyone gets the same police, everyone gets the same education. That's not exactly true in either of those circumstances, but right. theoretically, everyone gets the same roads. Uh, okay, maybe not, but basically everyone has access to these things, to these resources mm-hmm. to grow their wealth. So yeah, so that's, that, it's, those are kinds of socialized goods and services right for to, to help people to right. prosper and grow yeah this is why i said i mentioned last i don't know a couple of times ago that I, yeah. I actually think a sliding scale on taxes is good oh yeah because there there is a point when you are taxed and you don't make enough money and it really 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 hurts yeah 
And then you can make so much money and be so well benefited uh-huh. um, societally yeah. that it doesn't hurt so bad, even though you're paying a much higher percentage. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, and I, I've said this before, but I really do believe that the people who have most benefited from a system yeah. are obligated to put the most support back into the system. I completely agree. Um, and so, but... You know, there's there's probably another way to think about taxes in, uh, entirely. Some people have said, well, that's not fair. Sliding scale isn't fair. Let's do everyone pays, you know, 15% no matter what. Yep. Uh-huh. And that'll be entirely fair. And I say, you have never really yep. lived in yeah. a, a kind no. of the poverty line. That's right. Because that, that's right. That will really, really hurt. You know, yep. I think it's Dave Ramsey who who said, and, and I, I like so much of what he says about finances, and then there are some other things that I really don't like, but, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, but one, uh, there's a couple things he said that I really do like, and he says that diff- if you have a crazy, massive headache, the difference between being able to afford an aspirin or ibuprofen and not is a humongous change to your life. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum... Uh, he says, uh, if you eat enough lobster, it tastes like soap. <laughs> yeah. And I think both of those are absolutely true. I've been in circumstances um, where, let's see, when, when I was in Honduras, and this is not in our country, but the extreme poverty, I was in Honduras, and we go into a store, and they're selling ibuprofen tablets one at a time mm-hmm. for the equivalent in the U.S. of a dollar a piece right. for an ibuprofen tablet. Uh that's crazy. Yeah. But people being able to afford that when you have a crazy headache yeah. or when something's going on in your body. You're going to pay it. Yeah. You're going to pay it. If you and can. the difference that that makes in your life to have mm-hmm. enough money to have the, the basic medicine that you right. need, huge. Yeah. Huge. But yeah. another lobster dinner, if you're uber wealthy, means right. nothing. Right. It means right. nothing. Yeah. And so for us, fifteen a fifteen cent a ten I don't know how much how much is an ibuprofen. It's probably a penny, less than a penny for an ibuprofen uh, you can, tablet. You can probably get a hundred of them for four dollars or something. Okay, yeah. so we're talking about you know a minuscule amount of money for the poor makes a huge difference in the quality of your life in the moment. Mm-hmm. A lobster dinner that's catered that's the big you know a big fancy thing. You're talking about fifty bucks means nothing if you have a lot of money. Yeah, it means nothing to you. Right. And so, yeah, when you're saying a sliding scale for taxes, yeah, uh, when you're poor. Yeah. You need you need a lower bracket. Totally. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> uh, the problem with our government isn't so much that, that we have a sliding scale or whether it's you know a set percent. It's that there are all these loopholes. Yes. There are all these ways to get out of paying tax okay, when you so, have money. That's right. So <laughs> the that's, people who don't have money, they don't have all these ways to get out of paying tax. So this leads me again to, to UBI. To universal oh, basic yeah. income. Right. Well, let's let's break here and we'll start a new episode. Okay, we're gonna break here, but we're gonna you and I are gonna keep sitting here and and we're gonna record uh, talking about universal basic universal income. Universal basic income. And yeah. we're gonna uh, put that out next week. All right, sounds good. All right. Hey, this is Dave with the Hopper Podcast. If you can't find a politician or a media outlet that represents your views, you're not alone. You've got a home right here. We've broken free from the cultural and political narratives that dominate the landscape. There are more of us than you might realize. So help us grow the Hopper Podcast. Find your favorite episode and click the share button and put it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or somewhere else. Thanks. Uh, hey, Willie. Have, you know, when, when I was painting houses, uh-huh. uh, especially in Texas, yeah. I have uh, worked in some really, really poor 
folks' houses yeah, and yeah. some really, really wealthy sure, people's houses. Sure. Um, and that disparity, of course, is, is troubling. Yeah. Let me tell you a few stories. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, one time I was in a house in Texas yeah. that was a dining room, and they had this giant glass table okay. that was one solid piece of glass. Okay. They had it, they had it specially made on site. Okay. The glass the, was the made whole, on site? The whole table was a giant piece of glass. Oh, even the legs and stuff. Yeah, so it was made, it was, it was like a uh, like a pedestal that came up and flared out into a giant table. Oh, my goodness. And it was just amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing piece of art, but it, it had to be made in the house. In the room. In the room, yeah. right. It couldn't be moved. I couldn't get it out. And they wanted me to paint their ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> And in, okay. the, in the middle of their ceiling, right over this this wonderful glass table, was like just a an ordinary crappy ceiling fan. <laughs> so I had to cut around the ceiling fan. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I couldn't I couldn't get on the table. It was glass. Right. right. Yeah. So I had to build these these scaffoldings with a ladder across this table. Oh, this my was an enormous table. Yeah. And so I had to crawl out on the ladder. Okay. Oh, and then goodness. try to try to roll over. On my back, so that I could I could right. paint with a brush around right. this ceiling fan, so that I could you know I could roll the rest from from uh-huh. outside the table. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I wasn't afraid of falling for my sake. You know, I, oh. I wasn't worried about the glass killing me, although it crossed my mind. Yeah, sure. Um, but just the thought of me breaking this table. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, man, these people have too much money. That's too much. That's just too much money. To, to, why would you, you know, put yourself in this circumstance? That's nuts. Um, but uh, there's a, a, a one guy. Okay. <laughs> this is this is sorry, but this is kind of like poop jokes. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I uh, I was painting very wealthy. Uh huh. Um, I'm painting all over the place, inside yeah. and out. Yeah. And I've I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm there for days. Yeah. Okay. Working hard. Yeah. And I go to the bathroom. Yeah. Inside the house. Yeah. Uh, the guy isn't there, and the wife is having some sort of uh, party with a bunch of ladies. Okay. Yeah. And they're in the kitchen and laughing and carrying on. And I go to the bathroom, and it, it's made of glass. What do you mean? The, the bathroom is made the, of glass? The bathroom has, like, like glass walls and a glass door. Um, what? So it's, like, it's kind of foggy, but it's not that foggy. You can see through it. I can see in the bathroom, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Great. I'm going to be in here using the bathroom, and some lady's going to come in here, or you know, and, and see me sitting on the toilet. You know, like why? Why do rich people do this? Then why they, do they have glass walls in their bathroom? Tell me. That's crazy. So, I'm like, I, I've, I've got to go. You got to go. It, you got to go. It's, it's uh, duty, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> duty calls. Right. And I, uh, I'm, I'm in there, and I think oh, I know what to do. Uh, at least leave the light off. Yeah. Because then you turn the light on, then it's like really easy to see. Right, right, right. right. So I leave the light off and, I, and I'm trying to... I, I see where this yeah, is going. I try to lock the door and there's no lock on it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? why? Why is there no lock on the bathroom door? Why is the door made of glass? Like, So I'm, I'm on the toilet and uh, sure enough, here comes a lady uh-huh. from the party. Uh-huh. And she, I guess maybe I should have had the light on, I realized, because she walks right in the bathroom. There's no lock. And she doesn't see me. 
And so I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do at this point? Right. So yeah. I decide to play it cool. Uh huh. I decide to I make sure I'm covered up. I don't and know everything. what it means to play it cool <laughs> in this situation. When you're sitting on the toilet, it's how how cool can you play it? But I, I try to I play it as cool as I can. Okay. Like like this doesn't bother me at all. Uh-huh. Although it's mortifying. Right? Yes, of course. And um and I sit there and I I, I look real calm and, and I'm waiting for her to see me. Yeah. She closes the door. She's fidgeting with something. You know. Uh, she she flicks on the light and she turns around and I go. Hey. <laughs> and she she's <laughs> and she tears out of the bathroom. Yeah. And I hear her from the other room. Oh my god, there's a man in your there's bathroom. A man in the bathroom. <laughs> well, what's he doing? <laughs> He's just sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Oh, that must be the painter. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so wow. they they have this, you know, this loud ruckus of a time, and uh, uh, at my expense, of course. Yes. But, um, I'm so glad I wasn't like, please, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I just figure I'm just gonna play it cool. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> so, I was, uh, I was went to a gas station. This was years ago. Um, on a trip, uh, and had to go to the bathroom. I uh, jiggled the door handle, and no, nobody. That uh, it was locked, and so I okay. I'm I'm waiting. Another guy comes up, and is did, I don't know why. Why would people? I'm standing right there, right. And he's like, "Is there somebody in the bathroom?" I was like, "I think so. It's it's locked." The guy knocks on the door. Knock knock knock. And you hear a voice from the inside from inside that says, yeah. "Get a warrant." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my goodness, I laughed so hard. <laughs> hey, buddy, are you just standing around? Is someone in the bathroom? You're just hanging out by the bathroom. You just like the bathroom smell. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. Obviously, I'm standing here waiting for somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the guy inside, like he hears the he hears, he hears the you jiggling, jiggling and knocking. Like, okay, yeah. okay, somebody's waiting. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that's like the universal get, sign. Get somebody's waiting, and then like somebody that. else comes up and knocks. He thinks it's the same person, right. of course. <laughs> get a warrant. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I went time. Uh, one time, I went to a dinner with a friend. Yeah, and I won't. I won't say where. Okay, just I don't want to, you know, incriminate the guilty. Sure, but uh, we got in the vehicle to go home. Yeah. And I got all of uh, 10 minutes away, maybe five minutes away. And I said, you know what? I got to stop. I got to go. Okay. Yeah. He's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, something has fired the automatic evacuation system. Yeah, something just moved. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Uh-huh. So we stop at a gas station right there. Yeah. And I, I go to the, the bathroom. It's not inside. It's outside. I yeah. go around to the outside. It's locked. I have to go back inside. Okay? Yeah. These are precious yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. I, I've okay? been there. I've yeah. been there. There's a line. At the at the oh, register, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm in trouble!" Like it's uh, it's yeah. coming. It, it, it's, it's I don't have time, time for this. I don't it's have time literally for literally go time. <laughs> and um and I said, "Hey," I, I shout over all the people standing there around, and I said, "I said, hey, you got the bathroom key?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Can I have it?" And people kind of turn around looking at me, like, "What? Well, hey, you're you're supposed to be waiting in line." I said, "Hey, hey, give me the key. Yeah, give me the key. Hey, hey, give me the key." <laughs> <laughs> And he takes it and throws it at me, and I grab it and take off, you know? Yeah. I'm like, man, if uh, I had a dollar for every embarrassing moment in my life.
Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we'll discuss Play-Doh Jockstraps. Oh, wow. I'm sure you know someone who needs to listen to that show. Be a pal. Share the Hopper goodness with them. Send them a link. And if they still don't listen, remove them from your will. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to subscribe or follow. Special thanks this week goes to our Director of Employee Loyalty Program, Upton Leftus. Upton Leftus. Thank you, Upton. Thanks, sir.